Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. When you employ men and women who are nearing the end of their careers or those just entering the workforce in all ages in between, challenges are bound to arise. But that doesn't mean it can't be done and done well. On today's episode of Unsuitable on Ray Radio, we are going to go toe-to-toe with one of the biggest concerns business owners are facing today, and that's how to manage multiple generational workforce. Pat Porter, Vice President of Human Resources at AAA Auto Club, will join us for part two of our HR miniseries, which is designed to help employers recruit and retain top employees. Pat is not only a former podcast guest, he's a Ray alumni, and we're really glad to watch as he continues to grow his career and become a community leader. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Pat. Well, thanks for the invite. It's great to be back home again. One of the things before we get started, um, my understanding is um, you have one of the uh, the best uh, fire pits at your house uh, in the backyard, one of the best in the neighborhood. That does attract guests and visitors occasionally. Now, do uh, you and your beautiful wife, Nicole, ever get to use that, or do the kids have the kids taken that over? <laughs> it's about 50-50. We always like to invite friends, family over uh, to, to enjoy a little campfire conversations from time to time. With a uh, cold beverage of choice, yeah, I of suspect. of course, of course. Good, good. Well, you know, this uh, generational uh, workforce thing, this ought to, this ought to go pretty, pretty quickly because uh, in my mind, I think one size fits all uh, when it applies to managing the workforce, regardless of your age. So we can just kind of quit there. Am I right on? Target? Yeah, you're you're you've solved the uh, workforce issues that employers face today, no doubt about it. So, does one size fit all? There are some companies that that's probably the method of operation. You'd like to think that's the case, but you know, in today's challenging economic times, um, also the fact that individuals need to work longer. Maybe their their four hundred one k retirement plans took a bit of more of a hit through the recession, so you got folks working longer. But no, this is the first time ever in the United States that you've got five generations of individuals working. So that brings five five generations, and you've, we've got labels for each generation. But that brings about you know whole different conversations, work ethics, uh, skills, knowledge, and experience. So we're going to talk about all five generations a little bit today. Exactly. Oh boy, this is this is going to go longer than I anticipated. I got to get out of here. I got a tea time here coming up. <laughs> I better call and uh, push that back. Yeah, yeah you might want to get the uh, second nine. So, so I, I, let's let's look at. I guess it's the greatest generation, and that's the folks that were born before 1946. You got it. And those uh, those folks are are entering the workforce again. Well, and they're they're staying in the workforce. So you know these are the folks that bring a strong work ethic, and you know are contributing and and don't quite want to leave the workforce. You know their their lifestyles are longer. They want to stay contributing because they they've provided so much, and and so employers love to have them around. Right, their commitment. Um, their customer service is fully engaged, and the, and they get the missions of the organization. So they want to stay in the workforce, and employers want to keep them. 
not to, to stereotype, but are those the uh, greeters at some of the big box stores? Could be, but, um, you know, I can tell you at AAA Ohio Auto Club, we have a call receiver who's 93 years old. 93? 93 years old. And she is as reliable as the day is long. She brings the energy and the passion when it comes to servicing our members. That Barb is, is the one you want answering the, the phone. You know, oddly enough, while I was here at HR director at Ray and Associates, we celebrated one of our associates celebrating 50 years of service at AAA. We are, in two months are going to celebrate one of our store managers experiencing 50 years of employment with the same organization. Now, I, I think that's an anomaly. Uh, we're not going to see that every day, but you're going to continue to see this generation in the workforce as long as they can. You know, to backtrack a little bit with the uh, auto club, how many uh, employees uh, do you oversee? So I have a team of 16 in human resources, but the organization is made up of 600 associates throughout Ohio, about represent about a third of Ohio. Um, we have more than 50 locations that our workforce is, is out servicing our members from. That's unbelievable. That's a lot. That's a lot to uh, oversee. It's a lot of front doors, a lot, a lot of, of back doors. doors, a lot of lights, desks, computers, all that. So getting back to the greatest generation, I think in some statistics that uh, you shared with me, that approximately uh, comprises 15% yeah, of today's workforce. Pretty, pretty close to that, yes. I would have never thought that. Yep. Is that number growing? No, I wouldn't say that it's growing because, you know, that that when you think about Folks in that point in their life, you know, they're getting to that end of their lifespan. So, you know, that number is going to dwindle. But, you know, we're, we're going to continue to see those folks in the workforce for the next five to, to 10 years, possibly. Okay. And then on the, the other end, you have a Gen, Gen Z. Call, them, call this group what you want. You, some like to call them the I generation for iPhone, iPad, I whatever. But most people are, are referring to them as a Generation Z. So each, each of these categories, obviously, there's uh, uh, some different methods of communications, maybe different ways to reward and recognize multi-generational uh, workforce. Well, and, and think about how you might be communicating with your grandchild, right? You know, you're not always setting down face-to-face -face with them. And that's some of the challenges in the workplace, right? So you've got the greatest generation that are accustomed to, you know, more relationship communication, more face-to-face, eye-to-eye, handshake, you know, is good enough a, um, to solidify a deal for them. But no, this younger generation, they're all about technology. And if, if there's not more technology, they're not happy enough. And, and a lot of what their rewards uh, and incentives they're looking for are going to be uh, different and, and centered around their own lifestyle. So, so you're right. When you start out uh, where we started is one size does not fit all. Nope. Now, as a, as a manager of individuals, uh, team members, how in the world I get my arms around this? Well, and I think you've got to stay in tune to what their needs and, and wants and wishes, desires. You got to interact with them. You got to ask them questions. You got to engage. So you can't uh, make the assumption that all right, this, this one solution is going to work for every situation that you're involved with, whether 
it's your rewarding, recognizing an employee, or you're coaching and counseling and disciplining them, you know, you've got to, I think to be most effective, you got to be in tune to what works best for who they are. Is there, is there training out there that will help employees deal with fellow employees? There are, um, and there's a lot of business consultants that um, are, have done a lot of work um, putting together workshops and seminars, um, couldn't even come inside organizations if it's a really big challenge and work hand in hand with management and leadership. But it's, it's something that, you know, we've evolved to, but for organizations that are feeling really challenged by it, then they can find resources to, to help them through those sure. challenges. Kind of a visual example for our listeners, you know, you walked in, um, you don't have your cell phone with you. And earlier today, we did another recording, a much younger individual in the cell phone was right in front of him. <laughs> so I guess there's part of the communication. Well, and, and actually that kind of draws an example. I sat down with a business vendor that would love me to, to change our HR systems out. And, you know, I'm working, I'm a paper kind of guy tactical and she's working off of her iPad, scribbling notes and capturing everything there electronically. So yeah, you see these differences in everyday experiences. You know, from your uh, experience, can you give, can you give us some examples of how uh, each generation and maybe some preferred methods of communication? Um, you know, I know just give us a couple just to get a feel for the differences. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it as even how you celebrate somebody's birthday today, you know, your grandparents are going to send the card, send the letter, and it's going to be multiple pages, right? If that same birthday message is coming from the younger generation, you know, that 20-something, well, it's going to be a text, it's going to be a tweet, it's going to be likely not even an email because email is out of vogue for them, you know, you're going to find emails coming from that 40 to 50 year old uh, and just those generational differences and, and look to see what it's done. You don't see as many Hallmark, you know, gift card shops around because the demand's not there. But, you know, you got the tweets and the, the text flying around as well. Maybe, yeah. maybe Snapchats and Instagram. I mean, I'm, I'm by no means am I an expert in all those social media channels. They just, you got to be aware of them. Now let's back this up in just a second here. <laughs> all right. So, so, okay. I'm okay with getting a tweet or a text that says happy birthday. Yeah. But if I have, if you're working on an assignment for me or a project, or we're working together on a project, you mean to tell me you're going to text me about the progress of that? Yeah. Or how about you, you as a manager, you have somebody send you a text and say, I quit or I resign. You know, there's, no, no more the day of the letter of resignation. If you're potentially interacting with that younger generation, you know, no more might be the, hey, I'm going to walk down and knock on Dave's door and resign today. I'll just send him a, a, a text. So by my phone and my computer, I need, a, I need a list of all the employees, their ages, and then their preferred method of communication. Well, I'd, I'd like to tell you, you could oversimplify that, but I, I think you know, you got, you do have to be careful because we have some of the greatest generations that are the best tweeters out there and texters. Absolutely. Um, but, right. So, um, but, but I think you also have to take in consideration what's 
the preferred method and be engaged with the individual to know what their preferences are. I mean, when you think about they're working on an assignment and you want the highest level of productivity, how do I engage them further? And and that may be the face-to-face conversation. It may be you need to put it in writing, and that writing may be a, a lengthy message that you have to put together over an email or a, an attached document. Or it may be just a, hey, I'm checking in on you, see how you're doing, and that could be a, a quick uh, you know, text message. Yeah. So from a business perspective, a business advantage, for me to learn the various methods of communication or preferred communication will actually help with the workflow. You know, we kind of laugh about it, but if you can get your arms around, that would be, that would help. Well, and I think too, you know, business leaders are always worried about how to keep the workforce engaged. And so knowing how to best communicate and interact and, and share information as well as get information from your workforce is, is those lines of, you know, channels of communication you're going to use. So, so we've got um, letter, telephone, email, text multimedia, wearable devices, anything else? Anything else I missed? Smoke signals, anything in there? Well, those probably worked for the uh, Cowboys and Indians back in the day. But I mean, to relate it to an experience, you know, I have a human resource uh, assistant and she's probably more confused than she ever has been as to, well, how do I best communicate with Pat? I can call him, I can text him, I can email him, I might catch him in the hallway when he's walking through the department. And, and we had a situation the other day where, unfortunately, paramedics had to come in and, and assist one of our employees that was having a health situation. And I get an email. Now, I'm not in the building, but I get an email notification. And then, you know, okay, email is a lower priority for me. And I, I went to her and I said, Margie, okay, let's revisit this. If the fire police or, or EMS show up, I probably need a phone call. At, at minimum, I need a text, you know, something that's going to blow up my phone and, and device and get my attention. So we, we've, you know, that's just a common example of generationally sometimes not being on the same page. Yeah. You and I occasionally share a text, but it's over <laughs> a ball game or two, isn't it? Not <laughs> about game. a work issue. That's true. Yeah. Question for you. Going back to your 93-year-old employee, does she have a cell phone? She does. Does she text? She texts. All right. <laughs> she, she's, you know, probably pushing the envelope when it comes to technology and, and her computer systems, uh, the knowledge that she has to navigate them. She's doing it with the best of them. Would you suggest that I get rid of my flip phone? Yeah, you might. There's a little more functionality. You know, my iPhone 5, whatever, I'm noticing it's slowing down and I may need to upgrade my phone too, along with your flip phone. You know, also communication and, and, you know, we're kind of laughing, but communication is, is important in every business at all levels. And I, and I think this is, uh, this is a good way to, to bring that to our, to our listeners. The other thing we want to talk about with the uh, generation labels and the generation gap and managing is the preferred incentives. Not everybody's uh, charged up by the same thing, but let's start with uh, let's start with cash. Yeah. So you know the, the old adage, "cash is king." Oh, well, it is for some, and it's it's not for others, right? So as you you think about the lifestyles of individuals, and a lot of that's you know shaped by world events and, and what's going on. So 
for younger generations, it's about mobility and flexibility and work from home and, and, you know, with my wearable devices, my iPad, iPhone, whatever, I can do business any time of the day, any day of the week from any location. And, and so that group, that 20 something, you know, again, keep in mind, they've been working with computers and technologies and, and even schools taught differently than the one school room with the chalkboard and the erasers you and I went to, to school in. But these are kids that are learning anywhere and everywhere. So they, they want the mobility, they want the flexibility, and they want, with their expectations, they want their work culture to resemble that. Right. Now you get with that greatest generation, they're more accustomed to the structure and, you know, they, they had pension plans and they had, um, you know, trust and faith in social security being there for when they retired. So, you know, they're going to um, have their expectations more along the lines of recognition and titles and roles and responsibilities, but, but cash resonates with them. Yeah. Well, you know, to be a, a player in the uh, HR world and make sure you're, you're attracting and retaining the top uh, talent, uh, you have to be flexible and be able to communicate with, with the employees that want to be flexible, work outside the office. If, if you want to be fully staffed and get the top talent that's going to, you know, help your business be sustainable and grow. Yeah, that's that's how the the whole employment arena has changed through the decades. Now, it, it appears that you know we're going to be in this good economic times for for some cycle to go, uh, with unemployment continue hovering around in Ohio three to four percent. So you have to think outside the box. You have to be a bit more flexible. Um, doesn't mean you have to give away the the checkbook, but you know there there's you've got employees that are with different expectations and want to be treated differently. What about dress code? <laughs> you don't want to answer that question? No, come on. You got to answer that question. Well, I, I can answer the question. You, you're going to align your policies and programs for the employer. And why I chuckle is, you know, the organization I'm with, we're, we're a bit more conservative. So we have uh, a strong brand, a, a national brand that's recognizable in the AAA logo. So our members have a certain expectation. So we tend to be more uniform-like, um, displaying the logo, um, a bit more business professional. Our CEO that, that I work with, his expectation is it's suit and tie five days a week. At Ray & Associates, it was a, a bit more relaxed, certainly still professional and presentable to the clients. So I had to kind of remind myself how to, to tie a tie. Tie, tie, tie again. Might, I maybe needed to go buy a few more dress shirts and a few more ties. I think you'd look good in a bow tie. That might work for you. I have tried a bow tie before. A little side story about dress code, maybe to add some, some humor to this. So in changing my uh, employers, my daughter, so high school senior and college sophomore said, Dad, come on, you got to get with the times. You got to change up your sock game. Your socks. My sock game. I didn't know that you could have a game with socks. So today, yes, yours truly is wearing a pair of orange socks with sunfish on them. Wow. Can, you, can we get that on, uh, on YouTube? Can you get, to get that up? Uh, get that, uh, let's get that sock up there. On uh... All right. So the story about the socks are my daughters have now found an easy 
gift idea for dad, right? Birthdays, all socks. So I might have a pair of socks that are monsters. I might have uh, ice cream cones, sunfish. You you just never know what socks I might get on. And and so what's funny about that is when I go in to um, present to new employees in our orientation, you have, so- you have socks on. I usually have socks, and I've got a story to go with it. So there you go. You got to change. Dress code's important, um, and, and it has to fit the organization. You know, you've covered, uh, you've covered a lot of territory in a, in a short period of time. I, uh, I'm trying to kind of summarize in my mind what I learned today, and, and uh, I learned I, I probably ought to step up my sock game. You know? Got to change your got, sock game. I got a black, and I got a brown. <laughs> I, you know, I went out on a limb. I got black ones that have a little stripe on it. There you, know, you go. So, I mean, you can barely see well, it. You're showing there. your personality. There you go. But, uh, you know, certainly one size does not fit all as we talk about uh, multi-generational uh, workforce. We got to work on our communication. I True. mean, again, it, uh, I think you've, you've explained how important that can be between the various different uh, levels. And if we do that, I think as an organization, you're going to be able to maximize workflow and, and have a better organization if you can recognize that. So uh, this didn't exist 10 years ago. This didn't exist five years ago. Right. Uh, so you've done a great, uh, great job of bringing that to the table on this uh, podcast. So our guest today has been Pat Porter, HR Director for the Auto Club uh, in, of West Central Ohio, I guess, or Pretty Central close. Ohio. Yeah. And... Uh, overseeing 600 plus employees. Well done. I, I'm really proud of you as a Ray alumni. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us uh, on Unsuitable today, Pat. The generational debate continues to be one that all employers grapple with. I think you brought some interesting insights along with your socks to, to our audience. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't already done so, be sure to go back and listen to episode 93 with Desiree Lyon, which is part one of our HR miniseries. Hopefully, between these two episodes, you have some new ideas and strategies that will help you recruit and retain top talent in your business. And don't forget, we always offer a variety of great resources on our website at raycpa.com podcast. Check it out. And if you are just joining us on Suitable and like what you hear, go ahead and take the next step and subscribe. You can find Unsuitable on Ray Radio nearly anywhere and everywhere. Till next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie, think outside the box, and wear crazy socks. <laughs>